I've had a request for all five, but we don't all know them, so the first and the last verses are the rap tag. <laughs> Hello and welcome to That Option No Longer Exists, waking up in the new year like all of us woke up on the 13th of December. The world has got, if anything, worse. Actually, it's even more obvious that the Labour Party is fighting amongst itself. I, from the left, John Bounds, and my friend Adam Juniper, from the right. Are you in the party yet, Ad? Uh well, I, I filled in a form. We'll find out. Oh, right, in case uh, you get weirded out. Um, yeah, the deadline <laughs> approaches um, for those who wish to vote in the Labour Leadership Contest to be a member by the 20th of January, I believe. Excellent. So it's worth it. And um, I, uh, and as, as we record, most of the runners and riders uh, for the leadership can uh, have finally admitted they're going to do it yeah yeah bar one still wavering uh we don't know if barry gardner is going to throw his no doubt gorgeously dry cleaned and prim hat into the ring um i think it's a trilby what do you think ad i don't know he strikes me as a sort of man who couldn't put a hat on his head if he tried like Azur is extraordinarily well groomed yes yes he is but like ba- the hat is an almost a balancing exercise, isn't it? There's a certain level of thought involved. If he's got a nice hat, perhaps it's you know one of those furry ones that women from the original twenties wore. That's oh, like a cloche, you mean? Mm. Mm, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I I'm, I, th- I think he he always looks to me a little bit like a sort of late. Uh, fading um, music hall entertainer probably does a, a speciality act. I mean, I know we think he we know he does whistling bird calls, but I'm I'm kind of thinking it might be something slightly deeper than that. Maybe he's uh, a, a, got a number of performing dogs, something like that. Well, that. I mean, that takes skill. I mean, that would explain why he never seems to know much about policy or coping with interviewers. I uh, well, well, we can talk about. Um, I like Brett Gardner a lot, but uh, we can talk about that. But the main news in the Labour Party today, Adam, is that uh, the accounts are due for all branches and the uh, uh, CLPs, and I cannot find a small plastic bag with a collection from a recent meeting in it that was definitely on my shelf, and now it's not there anymore. That is getting a lot of national coverage, well over the leadership contest. It definitely is. It was. I always put anything like that behind the statue of Marx on our bookshelves because I, I feel if anybody can look after money, it's him. Um, he's very much let me down. Well, there are a lot of people who say that in the party at the moment. <laughs> I, I'm it, laughing to myself anyway. <laughs> at least, um, at least you are you are laughing. So, how do you think that? Do you think before we move on to anything about the future? Uh, black as it may be, I, I, I try um, hard not to think about the future at all. But do you, do you think the the dust has settled um, any differently or any better uh, over the over the election? Have you read any really great takes on um, uh, on know, why? I really, really haven't. Um, there's been a sort of brainwashed media blackout over Christmas uh, and over the break. Um, with my three year old spent from Boxing Day until nearly New Year. Uh, out on the sofa saying he felt cold while actually being rather hotter than he should be um, which gave him television rights so I've missed out on a lot of knowledge shall we say 
Well, I don't think a lot of knowledge um, would have come from the, the television in, in any respects. I, I have. I understand um, your feelings on that. I thought it was very interesting that the BBC iPlayer put um, a collection, a compendium of Charlie Booker's, is it Newswipe, Yearwipe or whatever, from 2010 to 2015 as its contribution to the decade. I have watched television, obviously, but I haven't watched any television news coverage since um, the middle of December, absolutely. Your Twitter, nothing. your Twitter account suggests otherwise. There's one bit that seemed to particularly enrage you. Oh well, I saw that on Twitter. I didn't actually watch it on telly. <laughs> yeah, talking about um, uh, Norm. Is it Norman Smith? Isn't it? I was getting confused with Norman Lamb, but Norman Smith, who is deputy uh, biased political editor for the BBC. Did he not, these movement, you saw that clip, did his movement, the clapping, remind you essentially of one of the smaller Muppets that don't have a person inside them but are operated by sticks? Um, and who's I, operating Honestly, that it, wasn't the, it wasn't the clip I was talking about. Actually, I was thinking about the thing where you were talking about some breakfast show or something failing to take your political slant on a story. Oh, God. Just, well, just reporting the facts and not explaining that it was 10 years of Tory misrule. Oh, right. Well, the, 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 uh, maybe we don't need to talk about Norman Smith. Maybe we can just draw a line under the fact that Norman Smith is a biased arsehole. And, yeah, let's, um, I'm just going to I'm gonna take your word for it for now. I'll, I'll, I mean, you, I think you were pretty right about Laura Coonsberg. I'm a sucker for a, a sad animal story. And there was floating around on Twitter a sad animal story, a story of how a uh, lovely little um, little little dog had been abandoned at a church um, over Christmas with a note, and the, basically the the note said that his owner loved that dog to bits. Um, he couldn't, and he was giving him up because he couldn't. Um, he hadn't got a house anymore. He couldn't. He had nowhere to live, and he he didn't want the idea of the dog being on the streets. He was on the streets. He didn't want the dogs to be on the streets. So he there was no left, dog house. Yeah, he, there was no no workhouses for dogs, no uh, prisons for dogs. So um, hey, you're you're writing the next Tory manifesto there. There are many problems with the the BBC and the the broadcast media's coverage because you can, you can kind of you can push aside any newspaper, any print or online coverage because all of that has an agenda. Some of it is okay, some of it is bad. At least you can dig through the stuff at least things are always kind of presented in a context because they sit within a context so they sit within either a, a bound publication or a a, a a website where there are other things there that you can you can see but broadcast coverage particularly and this is something that the BBC News is incredibly guilty of treats every story as an individual story that has no relevance to any previous stories where no causes can be um, ascribed, no investigations are, uh, are made, nothing is linked to. So that man didn't have a house. This was just, oh, that's just a sad thing. That man hasn't got a house. He hasn't got a house anymore. That's There's no systemic problem here. It's just a this one man, for whatever reason, hasn't got a house. And we know that homelessness is... Well, rough sleeping has over doubled over the last ten years of Tory rule, and that man's sleeping rough. So we don't make the connection. It isn't the job of the media to make the connection, particularly the supposedly impartial media. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's infuriating. Um, yeah, they, they they don't make any connection. They don't make any link. They don't 
set things in a broader, wider context. Um, none of their reporters have read anything ever. Do you think that? I mean, I think that might be they the exist thing. Neophytes out of a fresh news. Exactly. Egg I every think people day. might be quite, you know, moved on quickly into different things. Maybe you just don't get people who have that old sat in a corner reporter context in the same way you used to. You know, the, the websites chuck information out so quickly. BBC is just a part, just another company now. I'm a, yeah, I mean, the, the BBC is just completely broken and. I can never find the time or the inclination to work out the exact illegal the legalities of not paying your TV license. Oh, I shouldn't worry; they're going to I change do it without watching broadcast TV. Depending on whether the BBC are nice to the government or not. Oh well, they'll then they won't change it because they're certainly very nice to the government. But I but I don't I don't watch broadcast TV. I don't. I sometimes watch programs that were broadcast on television at some other point. But I don't. I, don't, I could get away with that. I, I mean, it it's fair so, to say, yeah, but, that the uh, but, BBC does not represent excellent value for money compared to Netflix at this point, based on the amount of time I watch, say, BoJack Horseman, against the amount of time I watch. Uh, I watch the Dark Materials thing, but other than that, the, the only thing I'd want to keep, which you'd probably chastise me for, is the Today program. That that well, that drives me absolutely. Me too. That's how I wake mad. up when I get angry. But bearing in mind that the only thing that it's seemingly possible for the independent left-leaning media to do well is essentially comment, talking shops, interviews type things, which because they're cheap um, and production easy, it's that's the one thing that uh, the independent media, the Navarras of this world, could uh, su- supplant really easily. They could um, a sort of left-wing Today program very possible well i guess it was very if it was very left-wing i'd get angry for the same reasons because it would be or for slightly different reasons but i'd be listening to people loudly proclaiming that labor are definitely going to win an election when everyone knew that wasn't true that kind of thing but the today program means i can get angry with people across the world for all sorts of reasons they have you know a great deal of research budget they get people on and uh, in fact, the only people they struggle—the only people they, they struggle do to any get on—is uh, Tories now because of the Tories like trying to be difficult to the BBC, which makes it a little less in angering, or it makes the bits that make you angry more international. You've got to hate Americans. They're not. They don't do any research. They're wrong, factually wrong on almost everything. Um, but it, it would be so during the election. Um, Navarra did a, um, a short podcast, I suppose, although it was released through Telegram. The sort of um, sec- the sort of secretive messenger service that was that was there recorded at sort of six in the morning was there at seven o'clock in the morning. You could you could listen to that. Um, that you know, getting people up, having the gravitas to get people to get up uh, at six or seven in the morning to be on your show is the is the issue here, um, not the, the the way it was was produced but we i can't make it a, a resolution but i see no reason and there's nothing in the coverage and we can move on to this now probably there's nothing in the coverage of say the labor leadership election that makes me say right i need to go to the broadcast media for some analysis no. on this no Absolutely and then maybe nothing. there shouldn't be because you know it, it's our problem for now that isn't it what they need to do is is yeah. oh they're covering it they're covering it just not well well, yeah, I get that. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, it is, it's, it's something of an internal squabble, and maybe maybe it's not one we want aired too loudly. Um, because if me and my opinions on the subject of our next leader uh, are shared thoroughly, and then the next leader is Rebecca Long-Bailey, then everyone's going to know what's wrong with the party. Slash right with it, from your point of view. From... Uh, Jeremy's point of view, as he slots his candidate. Jeremy has uh, said he's remaining neutral. <laughs> he's said this, that before, is, hasn't um, he? Traditional. Yeah, that's, that's always worked out well, hasn't it? It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because they're almost going on, the candidates are almost going on the broadcast media as a sort of test. So the the audience is not, the audience for their pronouncements or interviews or performance right now is not the audience for the television programmes. And it won't be for some time. The audience right now is those 220-odd MPs and MEPs and union uh, people who make decisions in unions. And then a little bit later, it'll be, you know, common or garden members and and organisers and stuff. But it's a very selective audience. They're only... It's not about how the the programme goes over, it's again a little bit like we used to say about Barbara's questions, it's about how those things are clipped up and how they're represented and they're kind of a cipher, I think maybe so, Clive Lewis seems to be doing quite well um, on, on on TV when he goes on um, Jess Phillips doesn't seem to be doing as well on TV ah, when but, she goes you know, on she's, she's been but, on um, um, and uh, Have I Got News For You, which is a guaranteed route to Prime Minister isn't it? We have the cast list whether or not Barry Gardner's in it, um, who would you, so uh, who would you like out of the? Do, do I do I need to tell you those? So there's Rebecca Long Bailey, Keir Starmer, Clive Lewis, potentially Emily Thornberry. I thought she had um, declared. She declared, but not filled in the form. But no one's just no one's taking her seriously. Well, I think she's. I think she declared. I think she's declared, but no one's uh, nominated her much as yet. Um, and yeah, potentially. Uh, Barry Gardner is. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Um, oh, so yours? step back briefly. I'm just going to say it's a it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because you've got people um, thinking about it in terms of who'd make a good prime minister. You've got people thinking about it in terms of who could win an election, um, and you've got people thinking about it in terms of who would make a good Labour leader. And ideally, you want someone who's got all three. But those are all quite different tasks at the moment um bringing it's and you know being good uh being somebody who can win is somebody who has to appeal nationally uh, and being someone who can bring labor together you'd hope that would be the same thing but a lot of other people are going to be sticking in their side of labor what you know militant slash momentum on one side and me on the other on my own <laughs> Well, there are no. Well, I'm going to take, take issue there with your stupid. Uh, I'm sorry, reading of the of that. Of course, there are no members of militant in the Labour Party. There are no members of militant in militant. It doesn't exist anymore. But the um, and momentum, as yet, has never been a particularly coherent um, ideological group. Uh, and people are making up their own minds. I but know, which which is going to be difficult it is for the. True purpose behind the original founding of momentum isn't it when people make up their own minds because i think a lot of them are think you know that's what i'm saying is that some people are thinking about it as winning 
some people are thinking about it as their politics winning and that's different well i well i, I don't, i'm not sure that's the case because I, what i do think though is that being a good labor leader is the most important thing because we don't get a chance to win a general election in the very short term and but we've we've got work to do and my position on it is that dependent on the result of the leadership election depends we're kind of in like a a period of sort of stasis at the moment because it depends what we do we know lots of things that need to be done and that means being you know close to communities building trust fighting those sort of local campaigns against the cuts and the problems and helping people and building trust and building you know a a movement and combating and also those sort of ultra um over supranational uh um things about the the climate that we that we need to be fighting in whatever way and if there is a left-led labor party lots of those things by necessity will coalesce around that left-led labor party if there is not a left-led Labour Party, I'm not saying everybody needs to leave, but what I'm saying is that attempting to move a you know, Jess Phillips, Ian Murray-led Labour Party to um, campaign with, I don't know, Extinction Rebellion and the Greens, Friends of the Earth or, or whatever, to get that Green New Deal stuff done is not going to work. That's not the right thing to do. So you need to move outside the Labour Party and alongside, hopefully, essentially getting a Labour government in of whatever kind because it's better than the alternative. You need to fight for those things outside it. And we don't know how to coalesce at the moment. Uh, Well, I have to say, I don't think the Labour Party should just become a campaigning organisation. I I think that's sort of... That's surrendering. That's effectively making the decision never to win a general election. I think what we need is somebody who just looks like you could believe that they would be Prime Minister. And by you, I don't mean you or me. I mean... Because I I think we both know that actually whoever gets the job tends to look like they can do it after. I think what I mean is somebody who... What we used to say as lawyers, the man on the Clapham omnibus... And I think in this context, man is quite important since men seems to be men even worse in deciding who to vote for. Um, Somebody who, you know, does the Blair thing, if you like, that you can look at them and say they could do the job. I feel confident in them. They seem confident and in control, even if you're not instinctively Labour or left wing. And that Ideally, somebody who sort of looks good over the next five years uh, as this government go uh, from, I I would guess, a certain amount of economic trouble caused by screwing up European discussions followed by economic awkwardness. You you can see who I'm, I'm... I mean, you can see who I think it should be, right? I don't need to say... Well, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you to say directly in a minute. But what I'm saying is, it's not either or. What I'm saying is, you can have presentationally good. You can have confidence. You can say looks good parliamentarily. You can say looks good on TV. You can say feels like a leader. You can have that. It's possible. 
I'm not saying one of the, any of the candidates have got that uh, uh, off uh, as we start running, but the but what I'm saying is that all of those other things, those movement things, need to happen, and whether or not the Labour Party is part of that depends on who leads it. And uh, yeah, I, I may be disputing the need. But I think you're right that it's. I mean, it will fundamentally change the character the way that the Labour Party is, in a way, a bit too closely attached with different um, bodies, um, rather than seeing itself in a level above, you know, government where one eventually might have to be arbitrating between the desires of different campaigning groups. I think it's a shame that people can't be a campaigner for Greenpeace and a member of the Labour Party without trying to make the Labour Party into Greenpeace, for example. They exist to do different things, but if you're, for example, a believer of the fact that there is no solution to the climate breakdown without a socialist government and many socialist governments around the world, then it seems sensible to be doing both? Yeah, yes. But I, I think you want, you know, even then your goal should still be to get Labour to win. Um, and your other goal should be, which you need to be doing all the time, um, whatever the, you know, the internal structure of your favourite NGO wants. Who are you, who are you backing? Am, who I'm you a backing, Keir Starmer, mate? man. Interestingly. What, is that because uh, you're a big fan of the rumours that Mark Darcy from the Bridget Jones books is based on it? I didn't actually know that. Um, I can believe it, though. I mean, the, oh, no. He would be the best. Hang on. Oh, from the Bridget Jones book. Yeah, I, I didn't think Jane Austen had gone <laughs> yeah, forward. Yeah. Good point. Got confused there because um, my, my perception of the Jane Austen books is actually that the BBC adaptation, which is far better than the book. Uh, I'm not aware of either, apart from the fact that I know Colin Firth. Colin, Colin Firth is in, the, in both the BBC adaptation and um, he's not in the book, mate. He isn't in the book, no. But then <laughs> that's the thing about pages, isn't it? And how they you, you don't have to write. And he looked like Colin Firth, or however you write that. It's easier. <laughs> it is, but it would have not worked so well back in uh, when the book came out. So, what is it about uh, the? Um the establishment uh, knight of the realm and former director of public prosecutions under Tony Blair, Keir Starmer, that most appeals to you? Well, <laughs> I think you listed it all, really. Um, I think that he's got an establishment feel which is not going to put anyone off. Um, in fact, he he has a slightly reassuring character. Um, I noticed that he's done a lot. Did you see his video? Which is um, all about how... It's that I was defending people who were coal miners in a difficult time, you know, and, and all of the the various um, things that would definitely appeal to the left of the party. So he knows what he's trying to address, uh, and I thought it was it was nicely done. The only other thing I've seen really on Twitter was an interview with Rebecca Long Bailey, um, in which she has really brought to life, you know, a trait that's her previous hero suffered from which was that she i don't know on purpose or whether those people lighting her but her glasses and studio lighting didn't work in the same way that um jeremy corbyn's eyes and studio lighting don't seem to work 
Mm, do you think that might be something to do with the studio lighting or the person? Well, that's what I want to know. You know, is it a conspiracy because, theory? I mean, the two Ronnies used to get away. The two Ronnies used to get away with it. What badly lighting their guests? No, they they used to wear glasses, and no one used to think they were dreadful people. Ah, uh, well, in the olden days, it was you know people didn't realise how easily you could spot dreadful people using their choice of glasses. Well, you couldn't choose glasses back then, anyway. So is it that you think... No, I'm... I'm, I'm this is, you, I'd, I'd like to be clear that I don't this. think people with glasses are... Um... <laughs> you, the, I, I imagine you can't split this, but from your perspective, on the, on, certainly on the right of the Labour Party, you're an entryist there, mate, you're a trot. The, um, hey? But from your perspective, uh, you, you've joined the party uh, as, a, as an entryist with an attempt to move it towards your political view. So you're an entryist. You're, that's a Trotskyite position. But, but aren't I re-entering? The, well, <laughs> I don't know, mate. You've been away some time. But the why <laughs> you've come home. But what's the? Uh, but can you separate the idea of whether or not you think Keir Starmer's politics are good and whether you think he will lead a good policy platform or whether or not you think he's presentationally good? I do think he's presentationally good. I'm comfortable about his politics, actually. I think they're fine. Um, but I honestly think that it's... I'd like to see a bit more from all of them, really, because they're, none of them are talking about it, especially. It, they are mostly... You know, they understand that presentation is an issue. I think that's true, and I think um, each candidate has a slightly different pitch to make at this point. So they, they're all needing to appeal to the, the PLP, so they've got to appeal to their sort of sections of the PLP and the and the the uh, european um meps but what they're really doing also is pitching to the selector at the labor party members now keir starmer's got to prove that he's more left-wing than perhaps he might otherwise perceive to be rebecca long bailey has got to prove that she's strong and has a personality and he's slightly you know he's not just, going to do what she's, she's told not- by those people who told jeremy what to think Mm, well, cons- yes, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories will get you anywhere. Oh, no, no, not, the- not that. Uh, not that. I, I really, I mean, you know, I think that that isn't going to be so much of an issue in the future, isn't it? I think we're going to, I think we can comfortably. It down will. De- it will. That will depend. That will depend whether or not the left uh, win the leadership election. I assume it will be a very big issue if the left win. That's depressing. The, I mean, um, I thought. It, I mean. I was going to say, I didn't really think that that many people, certainly not in the Labour Party, were that racist anymore, but, you know. No, they're not. I don't believe it will be, I don't believe it will be an actual problem, but I believe to be, it will be perceived to be a problem. Um, yeah, and, and as I said... If, if there is, a, if there is a con, in any way a continuity candidate, then the accusations will continue. Uh, yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's, I'd hoped that would just be a thing we didn't talk about too much anymore, in the same way that... We don't have to talk about Islamophobia with the Tories because they don't want us to. But I think there's... So, yeah, Rebecca Lombardi has to prove that she's really good on um, TV, that she's got a personality, that she's strong because she was not particularly, you know, well exposed. She does have the sort of overall vibe of a sort of mid-level bureaucrat. The one you... When you complain to your, like, local education authority... Um, you know, and it goes up a level, then it'll be her who refuses your 
phone call or something. That's her, my instinctive feel about her. You've got, you know, so do, um, uh, Clive Lewis has got to prove essentially that he exists to lots of people. Yeah, yeah, that's um, going to be hard work. He's, he's, he's not, um, and and to a certain section of the of the left, that he's not a little bit of a turncoat, and that he he's and he's reported problems in the sort of Me Too sphere. I don't have a lot of foundation. Yeah, but that might that might be enough, mightn't it? I mean, any sort of vague hint of that is is death especially at the moment I think that I think that's very difficult I think that's very difficult and I think Clive is a very credible candidate in lots of ways but I think that's really difficult the um, you know Emily Thornberry's got to prove that with those times she appears to be drunk on television she isn't actually well, does she have to prove that sassy. I think that might go down rather well with the British electorate if it turns out that those times she appears to be drunk on television she was drunk on television I mean, that's, um, that's how... Charles, it did all right for Charles Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. Everyone but... rather liked Charles Kennedy, although they never handed him the keys to the kingdom or anything. Then again, everyone rather liked Boris Johnson, and then they did hand him the keys to the kingdom. And if he's not drunk, then his personality is horrifying. Oh, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, and he's a... Well, there's a, have you seen the um, images doing the rounds of the suspicious maybe like a little bit of psoriasis or something under michael gove's nose uh no no i haven't yeah yeah you know, a little, little bit of yeah flecks of white could be uh could be skin oh uh, yeah 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 flecks of white yeah um jess phillips will not struggle to get the nominations but she's got to prove that she's got some policies above her campaign slogan of live laugh love um the um, i mean i like i like you know i do like jess in the same way I quite liked Boris um, in that I don't have any regard for his politics. Um, I don't really know what they were. I didn't know what they were. Um, but I, I don't think he does. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know that much about Jess, really. Like, she's great when she's talking about something. She really brings something, you know, focuses and she she can certainly perform in the house. But I don't know if there's a, a broader thing there. Are you not, you know, proud of Jess as a Brummie? It would be really interesting to see Jess Phillips forced to un- to take and defend a number of policy positions over a couple of months. Maybe that will happen. It would be really good for the standard of debate to see that because at the moment you just can't you can't pin anything there, so you can't have a rational argument. So it's one of those things where you get forced into arguing about personalities. <laughs> When even if you don't want to, because I'd really like to say that I would, I will not vote for anybody who doesn't see a version of the Green New Deal as central to what Labour should be working for at the moment. Is your vote up for grabs, by the way? I mean, are you, have you not chosen a, a candidate based on continuity? It's possible that we, we may see two continuity candidates running. Oh yeah, we didn't even mention Lisa well, Nandy. Oh yeah, well, and maybe no one will. She's not a continuity candidate, by the way. But the no, no, the, I just um, while we were while we were listing them, it occurred to me that yeah, yeah. Well, I think many people will have forgotten forgotten her. I mean, uh, in those people in the towns um, probably do like it, but it's 
I th- my vote is up for grabs within certain parameters. I want to see all. The, I want to see all the pitches. I want. To, I want to, at the very least, see exactly. Well, I can only vote for those people that get the nominations, can't I? We don't know what that's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen there. Oh, Nivea Cooper's not going, is she? No, she said she was. Good, good. Because I mean, that would just be embarrassing, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's interesting. You talk about, and but you talk about it probably, but people talk about. Um, there was there was derision when um, Jeremy Corbyn said that in certain ways that Labour had won the argument, but looking at the pitches from the candidates so far, n- none of them, at least for the leadership, are saying that they're not socialists. None of them are saying that they shouldn't fight austerity. If you know what I mean. So the yeah. well, or I, not, I don't th- whether or not Jeremy's Labour won that argument or whether or not the country has moved on but there's a stark contrast to 2015 well i don't know how stark i mean if you're saying that the labor party should definitely you know was was yay austerity or we have to deal with certain well, large parameters parts of it were i i don't know quite I, I think maybe maybe there is a tendency within the party which is obviously going to come up in the next few weeks to be a little too aggressive about the views of people who in other areas of the party um, and that's going to get worse than it used to be, I guess, in the more Twittery way of dealing with things. So hopefully, yeah, the uniting thing, actually the person who can make everyone feel better afterwards, the party first, and then the idea of appealing to the country does matter quite a lot. This is a, this is a big question, and we won't have time to go through all the declared runners and riders for this at all. But what's the point of the deputy leadership? Uh, I always thought it was to make the other side feel okay about it. Um, uh, But obviously the other point that we recently learned is to instill a horrifying paranoia in a Stalinist leadership uh, until they deal with him, for example. Uh, So um, at the moment, you you know, the, the discussion is where do you pick, say, say you had Keir Starmer as leader, would you have um, Rebecca Long-Bailey in the deputy leadership position? Well, you, um, well, you, you can't, can you? That's fantasy, fantasy politics. Isn't it? I know, but that's, that's the fun and games, isn't it? Um, would you have a Jess Phillips? There's a lot, a lot of people would like to see Jess Phillips in the deputy as the sort of, because women are the thing who are not being represented. Or would would be in that scenario, and other people want to see a Scotsman, because that's the area that needs a bit more coverage. Lots of some people need to want to see a Scotsman because he's the most right wing. But I think there's a the interesting thing is that having if she, had she have picked deputy leader to go for, it's entirely um, be, possible. It would be unarguable. Uh, Jess would have won. Yeah, I, I think it would be. I wouldn't have voted for her, but it's possible she would have won. She won't win the leadership. She won't. Has no chance. I, but I mean, I, it's very difficult to see the point of the deputy leadership unless they are essentially going to do things like deputise um, at PMQs and stuff, which Tom Watson was was never uh, given that role. If they're going to be, uh, basically, they are. It, it was treated as, in Tom Watson's case, basically one person being elected by the membership into the shadow cabinet. That was how it worked. Yeah. But so he had 
So he had power, or limited amounts of power, but no collective responsibility because he couldn't be removed. Um, and if that is purely a sort of sop to the other side of the party, I think that's a that's a really bad reason for having an elected deputy leader. So yeah, it's very it's really difficult to to see, and I, I think. Maybe I mean, there's a strong argument for are you heading towards they shouldn't be elected so much as picked by a sensible leader. I think you don't need to have one. Why do you need to have one? Well, I don't know. Leaders do die from time to time. Well, then the I don't know. The, but you change the structure so the chairman of the party would take over or something, or the chairperson of the party would take over, or the you know the de facto second in command is the shadow chancellor or the chancellor or whatever. It's kind of there are many ways to do it without electing a a deputy leader. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that, you know, you could also say that maybe the existence of a deputy leader increased the sense that people felt entirely isolated from the leadership in the previous or the outgoing leadership. You know, they were on their tower of their opinion and somehow there was a stopping block in your you know because deputy is the next one you know the one nearest you as a member as opposed to the leader i'm waving my arm around which is a really useful way of um explaining my feelings on a podcast no i can see that there's a there's a sense in which um yeah you you could almost see it as um i don't know there's uh, there's a position I actually really quite like in some of major American cities where they have a an elected um, public advocate, and, they- and that's uh, that's basically a position where if you're you know if you're struggling with something, struggling with the the bureaucracy of the the mayor's office or whatever, that's someone you can go to who's, who is in theory empowered to uh, attempt to sort that out. But would presumably only do so um, if they personally agreed with your case or whatever. Well, I, I exactly how it works in practice. I don't. I don't know. But it's it's a it's it's an interesting um, position. You can see that the deputy leadership is, um, in theory, so you know that someone who would feel more closely to the members. Someone has power against the. You could say they're holding the leader to account, essentially. On behalf of the members, that could be a possible thing that you could say they were doing, and in which case, then I mean, that's I guess certainly that's how I, in a way, perceive Tom Watson's role is that he would, you know, bring that, but that isn't necessarily a good thing because that creates a, a membership that feels, or you know, certainly any part of the membership that doesn't feel entirely happy with the leadership, and that's always going to be a possibility with a party as big as the Labour. Um, feels that there's a there's a limit you know they, they they then look at that deputy leader and they see if they're winning or losing and people forget about the real problem so yeah no maybe you have a point it's it's it's, it's really difficult and i think um what i don't know it's on i think even less on the deputy leadership we're going to see those people examined on policies and i think the kind of uh, which is why Jess Phillips, for example, I think would have would would possibly have won that because um, you know even Marmite has to list its ingredients, but maybe for the position of deputy leader they won't have to. Um, Sorry, uh, so it, it's it's kind a question, of, but is the voting happening at the same time? Yes, it That's will. Be, um, yeah, it seems that feels to me like the you know the choosing the deputy leader really ought to be in the context of who the leader is. 
Well, you could you could argue there was there was movement, and it's one of the reasons that it's one of the manoeuvrings that you would ascribe to the sort of landsman faction that they wanted to change how the deputy leadership worked to being picked by John uh, because, Landsman. Well, because once they're in, they can't be got rid of unless they resign or unless there's a challenge from the PLP. Um, would you make them re-elected every year because it's not the lead? You know what I mean? If it really, truly is a representative of the the membership, then you say, okay, re- elect them every year or every two years or every election cycle or or whatever. Give them a, give term limits. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't think we'll see them, uh, you know, analysed in any way. And I think there are some really interesting and and good candidates. I think there's some bad candidates too. But um, I don't see I don't see anyone getting past Angela Rayner because she's very noticeable. Um, she is very good. Yeah. On telly. Yeah, yeah. She's got and quite she's a not, good at camera glare. I've um, and not not seen too. She's not seen as too politically um, you know, grounded, if you were. It's not. It's not. She's she's not as left wing as some. Um, you know what I mean? I don't think she. I think she's one person that will happily defend positions that she doesn't necessarily uh, agree with. For example, she was very good at defending the abolish Eaton stuff once voted for by conference, even though that was never really um, sort of official policy. I want to. I want to talk to you, Adam, about the concept of the resistance. Okay, well, just before we do, I want to say that I, I now see Lisa Nandy as a much more appealing um, person because I popped up the uh, I Google Lisa Nandy and um, she has by far the nicest picture of the candidates as her default Google image, uh, and she's two days younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm, this I'm, 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 is I'm the depressing part <laughs> of the whole selection. I was just amused uh, by that the, people um, who make decisions uh, like that. that. It's a real lottery, isn't it? Whatever picture Google have got <laughs> yeah. you as yeah, like you vote for Lisa, image, it could, I reckon it could cause trouble in the future. So, yeah, the concept of the resistance, it winds... I just wanted to bring it up because it winds me up. Um, my cultural baggage purely comes mainly from uh, a lower low and things like that. But the concept of the resistance is always seems to me something that people say they were in uh, sometime after the fact, and whether they were or whether they weren't doing anything dangerous or... It just, it just, it just winds me up. We have, you're not. It's not. It's not a secret underground organization. Yeah, but if it's you say that, no one will want to join, will they? Group. It's they're not cells. It's not romantic. It's a hard slog to defend the country against idiots who are in charge. It's a bit the beret, like the V for Vendetta mask, but different. everybody gets a beret, and uh, I wish some of them would only get a chance to say things once. Oh, well, yeah, another thing that uh, completely winds me up. We won't be wearing those when we next convene on that option no longer exists. But we will probably still be in the throes of a a Labour leadership election because it's a long one, isn't it? When's the final? Well, the announcement's on the 4th of April, so the ballot will close a few days early. Oh, God, that's going to... Yeah, I'll be tired of it by then. But it's it's nice to be distracted by that election so we don't have to think about the other one, you know, the reason it's happening. Um, for, for, which, uh, for which Emily Thornbury has just given Corbyn naught out of ten, as we record. Oh, well, that's the end of her, then. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I think that's a maybe unwise. Um, yeah, I mean, I, she won't be in the shadow cabinet. She won't be in anybody's shadow cabinet. I don't think. Uh, there's a there's a number of sort of people who will retire gracefully from positions. I don't think John Ashworth will stay in position. I don't think, you know, I, mean, I just that during the election that was just too much. Um, and yeah, I think Emily will retire gracefully to the the back benches and maybe a seat on whatever like this week program or whatever will will have. Her. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that she looks. I, I feel like that might be the route she should take. You know, she was she's had a high enough profile that she can do that. And, well, if you start rating things out of 10, um, that's how, you know, she's obviously already planning that career. She can do political listicles. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, exactly what she Well, maybe she'll come on that option no longer exists. Emily, if you're listening, you can follow us at that option pod on Twitter. You can search Facebook for that option no longer exists. You can, you know, test to see if you'd be a good fit at thatoption.co.uk where all our back issues are. Uh, you could email us. Come on, Emily. Email us. Hello at thatoption.co.uk. Um, whether or not you take my place on the left of the party or Adam's place on the right um, will only... Um, only you can decide. Or yes. you know, anyone else who feels motivated, feel free to uh, communicate with us and, and perhaps we'll uh, invite you on to interrogate you about your politics. I love that. Well, um, I'll see you all very soon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>